Hey, kings and queens. I feel like it's been forever. I literally missed you guys. I feel like I need a podcast more often. This has definitely been one of my favorite things that I have done so far in my life. So, today I am unleashing some shit. Like, I got some shit that I need to talk about, that I want to talk about, that has been heavy on my mind. Heavy hitter. Um. Anyway, I just want to say that mm, today is a beautiful thing, like any other thing, whether it's snowing, raining, thunderstorming, even if it's a motherfucking hurricane, it's a motherfucking day, a new day. Anywho, this is your girl, Kosa Chelsea, Chelsea Kosa, whatever makes you feel better, whatever rolls off your tongue. And um, I'm your host once again, you know, <laughs> thank you for being here and tuning in. Um, For those who know me personally, you know how I am. And those who don't know me, they don't know me. And that's just what the fuck it is. Um, so basically, I've been going through a lot since I released this podcast. And someone told me once upon a time that when you know, when you're doing something wrong, I mean, right, the devil gets busy. I'm going to say that again. When you're doing something right, the devil gets busy on you. Um, Most of my life, I've always tried to do the right thing, the better thing, the good thing, because... It makes me feel good. I love doing good things. I love doing the right thing, um, quote unquote. Um, The battle that I had within my adulthood is what is right and what is wrong. What qualifies something to be right and what qualifies something to be wrong? Um, That has been the question of the century because so many things have changed in how we interact with each other as people, as family members, lovers, friends, all that stuff. Um, But I think one thing that doesn't change is morals, like common motherfucking sense on top of that. Um, But you know what? I feel like God makes no motherfucking mistakes. He makes no mistakes at all. And you just have to be patient to receive his blessings because his blessings are coming. That's one thing for sure. Um, I feel like I've really been blessed up to this point. My life ain't perfect. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I can say that I have been blessed for what I do have and what is coming towards me. So I do have a special relationship with God. I love me some God because that person, (laughs) that spirit up there is just so, um, Clever, funny, hilarious, and crafty, okay? He got a funny way of showing things and revealing things in your life. And I feel like every season, every level of to my life of upgrading, he had to humble me or show me or reveal me things that I didn't necessarily want. I didn't want to be revealed that, look, 
This man ain't for you. This relationship ain't for you. This job ain't for you. This friend ain't for you. These things that you entertain is not for you. I'm trying to take you to where you are destined to be and you are in the wrong place. I need you to get about that place, baby girl. And the fact that you were sad or you were upset or you were hurt didn't do the motherfucking job. You did not listen to me or your intuition that I gave you to get the fuck up out of that situation. So therefore, I got to show you some new things. I got to show you something, honey boo boo, to get you to fuck out that situation because you are destined for greatness. So I'm like, mm. Okay, God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing about it is, is like, I do feel like I have a purpose on earth. And I feel like the purpose on earth or being who I am is greater than myself. I've always felt that. I've always felt like I had something to give to everyone. And I feel like everyone has something to give to everyone too and and myself even if it's like a lesson learned or a blessing and a lesson and a blessing can be the same so what I'm learning in this season well okay let me start off by saying um in the past year I've been praying this one prayer of God, like, please show me where I'm supposed to be. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Show me my purpose. What is the next move for me? What am I supposed to do and how am I supposed to do it? Because I am out of thoughts. I have no thoughts to give. I don't. Like, I really don't. I know what I want, but what do I need? What do I need to do? What decisions do I need to make that are right, that are appropriate, that are correct, so I can make the as least mistakes as possible to get where I need to get in life? You know what I mean? Like, I just want to get there. I just want to enjoy getting there at the same time. Um. And basically, I felt like he was just like, well, you got to wait. You got to have patience. Just sit back and wait. Relax. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to wait. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to relax and I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to keep my faith in all this life and humanity and just be patient, you know? And that's pretty much what I was doing. So this year, 2022, I finally was able to... um, release my podcast. You know, it took me a while to get to this point because I had some obstacles that I had to go through. I was working with some people at one point that really wasn't what I needed. Honestly, they weren't the people that I needed to get me where I wanted to be. And that's okay. I learned my lesson on that because I think I was more invested into them than they were into me. And I think God had to show me like, these aren't your people for that season, okay? That these are not the people that are supposed to go with you to the next level. So I think that I needed to learn that. And that was a long, hard lesson. And then also, um, I had, you know, I had got robbed like last year on. Mother's Day, someone stole all my podcast and equipment, my computer and some other things from my household. And I was just really upset about that. 
And what I can take from that is that I was not in the space to actually work on my podcast or I wasn't in the space to work on any type of business or entrepreneurship. So honestly, after that situation that happened to me, as far as being robbed, I worked on myself. I hung out with my friends. I hung out with my family. I spent a lot of time laughing, giggling, and having a good time. And it was like anybody that got in the way of that situation, whether it was man or woman or friend, I dismissed them and I walked away and I continued to enjoy myself. Like I went on several trips last year um, and I met a lot of people. So I think that was my season to just work on me, take care of my soul, take care of my spirit, um, do some yoga, relax, and just have a motherfucking good time. I think that I needed to laugh more than anything. I needed to be loved. I met people who who didn't know me from a can of paint that showed me love that I've never got from people that I knew from for most of my life, if not most of my life, damn near all my life, like a good portion, 10 years, 15 years, so on and so on. So I met these people within a year, maybe a year and a half, two tops, and these people gave me a lifeline. They made me feel really, really good about myself. They were like, they didn't want anything from me. They didn't require anything of me. Just embraced me and met me for where I was at and who I was. They didn't criticize me um, or anything like that. Like It was just really refreshing for the past year, um, just exploring and getting to know people. And I really needed that. And then the the downside of that, which things were being exposed, was like friends and men and, you know, just people in general. They kind of showed their true colors to me throughout the past year by basically hating, hating on me just having a good fucking time. Literally, I didn't do shit to nobody. I wasn't fucking nobody's man. I wasn't sucking nobody's dick. I wasn't eating no pussy. I wasn't even fucking anyone. I wasn't doing shit but literally going out my household, dressing up, being cute, embracing my naturalness. Every every inch of me, from the bottom of my feet to the top of my motherfucking head, I literally was embracing that. And I was going out into the world, and I was experiencing, and I was laughing, and I was having a good time, and I was talking. I had great, great conversations with people that I didn't even know. I was able to make friends that were into the same things that I was into that had the same interests that I had. I want to travel. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a podcaster. I want to have passive income. It's so many things that I want in this world. And a lot of times I don't know how to get it. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. And sometimes I've tried to start and I tried to begin and I failed. I did not know what the fuck... I was doing and I risked, you know, failure. And sometimes it would get me down, but 
you know, I lift myself back up by being around people who were understanding and empathetic to me just being a fucking human being empathetic to everything about me and it was it made me feel alive it made my heart beat I almost felt dead in a cold ass world being around people with no empathy and no love and just hate and envy and jealousy like I cannot believe like I I just I sometimes like I've heard people say to me that, you know, I, I looked up to and I thought was great people. And I thought they were, um, yeah, just great people all the way around the board. And just, it wasn't that I did anything to them. It's just that they felt like they needed to tell me who I was in my highest moment spiritually, right? Because I wasn't, in, I'm not in my highest moment financially, physically, mentally, or anything like that. It was just spiritually. Like my spirit was high. It was uplifted by energies. You know, the energy that I had was bouncing off of other energies and vibing out and dancing and had a good rhythm going on for the past year. My spirit, not my finances, not my physical, not my health, not my emotions, my spirit. You know what I'm saying? So some people seen that, that my spirit was uplifted and doing good and they hated that shit hated that shit right so they felt the need to tell me what they thought about me which was not positive it was negative and these are people that I considered my friends you know people that I considered um you know just everything I considered them love like your love your life we're family this is the village this is my community these are my people literally they felt the need to tell me I was selfish, that I was inconsiderate, that I was rude and that, you know, I was disrespectful and all these different things. Mind you, I didn't do anything to these people. I didn't take their money. I didn't take their time. I paid them absolutely no motherfucking mind. I hit people up and asked them if they wanted to have fun with me, if they wanted to do activities. I had people uh, criticize me and say, oh, you just want to have fun. You just want to be a party girl. You just want to do this. You don't want a relationship. You don't want anything out of life. Literally. Like, literally. And it's like, these are people that I actually knew for years. And I'm like, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a good person, that I want a lot out of life, and I'm caring, and I'm very respectful. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot about me that is really good, right? And I had to check that about myself because I've asked these people like, you know, why do you feel this way about me? And they never could say why or what I did. They could never give a direct or specific answer to that question because honestly, they were just hating. They were just jealous. They were just envious of my motherfucking spirit. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? My spirit and my spirit was so uplifted that it glued through my it glowed through my skin. So a lot of times when people see me, they're like, bruh, something is good about her or going on about her that I don't know because her skin is glowing. Everything about her is glowing. She looks really good. I had so many people ask me, Did you lose weight? 
have you been working out because you look really good, girl. You look so good. And I'm like, I ain't do shit. I go out to eat every goddamn weekend or every other day or whatever. I'll be sleeping like a motherfucker, okay? When I don't work, I'm in the bed. And when I'm not in the bed, I'm outside. And if I'm not outside, I'm inside. Watching Netflix, HBO, Amazon Prime, fucking stars, whatever TV show you want to talk about, that's what the fuck I'm doing. If I ain't doing that, I'm on an airplane trying to travel somewhere, get somewhere, have some motherfucking fun, okay? That's literally all I've been doing. And then I've been wearing what I want to wear. I've been like, okay, I'm 200 pounds. I'm 5'1". Okay, I'm a short thickums. But I'm proportioned pretty well. I could say that much. But, and, you know, I have kids, you know. So it's like, I have two kids, to be exact, for those who don't know. Um, And I, I just learned how to have boundaries and balance. Balance is really important. So I give my time myself time to detox, to have fun, to work hard, play even harder. I, I learned a lot of balance within the last year, which that's what the fuck I needed. God was like, bruh, you need to have boundaries and balance in your life. You need to work on that part. Before I take you to the next fucking level. And I was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do the motherfucking thing. We're going to work on balance. We're going to work on boundaries and stuff like that. And I, I feel like the last year has definitely challenged me. And I think the icebreaker of it all was me actually getting robbed. Because I know exactly who I got robbed by. It was somebody who I did not have strong boundaries with. And I allowed them to come to my house despite of whatever they had going on in their life. I didn't judge them. I was just like, okay, you can come to my house and do some work and I'll pay you, yada, yada, yada. Because I know you're going through something, but I didn't judge them because of that something that they was going through. And they showed me exactly why I shouldn't trust them. Um, so yeah, that, that was the icing on the cake. It was like, boom, bitch, people was watching you. People was seeing you. They think that you have more than what they have. They think that they could take from you and that taking from you wouldn't hurt you. It wouldn't do any damage to you. They think that they needed more than you needed. They think that taking from you was going to give them something that they don't have. They think that, when they take this, they're going to have something better in life closer to you. So they have to take from you because you have something in you and you have something going on in you that people want and they cannot relate to. They cannot understand. So they want to take it. They want to grab onto that shit. You know what I mean? Even if it's just energy, financial, um, spiritual, everything, there's people who want what you have and they're going to try to take it. So that right there being robbed on fucking Mother's Day showed me just how valuable I am and just how worthy I am and that I needed to set boundaries and I needed to find a balance in my life with my spirit and I did that and I'm grateful to have the time and the ability to be able to do that God said to me that you your finances is okay you may not be rich bitch but you're okay you can pay your bills your kids are fed clothes you got hot water you got cold water you got electricity girl you is okay don't let these people out here faking on you 
with the brand new motherfucking this and motherfucking that and the big ass million dollar houses and shit and taking the biggest luxury nicest trips fool you because you winning right and I needed that reinsurance because I've constantly always felt like I was losing no matter what I did in life. I went to school, graduated, felt like a loser still. I went to school again, graduated, felt like a loser still. I get honor roll, principal's list, all that shit felt like a fucking loser still. Um, You know, you, you, you make the good numbers, you make the good, all these good, 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 good stuff that you're doing, but you feel like you're not getting anywhere in life. That's how I felt. Like, I felt like I was stagnant. I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere in life. Like, I just wanted to be up. You know what I mean? Like up, up. I didn't want to be where the fuck I was at and just take one little step forward and three steps back and then two, four steps and then one step back. Felt like I was doing a cha-cha slide with, 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 with life. You know, slide to the left, ooh, slide to the right, ooh, ooh, crisscross, ooh, ooh, crisscross, cha-cha now, y'all, that shit wasn't fun to me, though, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this shit is not fun, because damn if I do, damn if I don't, that's exactly how I was feeling, but, anywho, I want to actually get on to the topic for today, and... This is something deep to my heart because, like I said, I've been battling this thing (laughs) for a couple months now, Um, maybe longer. I'm not 100% sure, but lately it's been really, really heavy on me, and I'm just ready to release it now at this point. I've been kind of holding it in and battling with it, but... I'm feeling really unappreciated, taking my love for granted, baby. And I'm also feeling like my friendships, everything about me has been taken for granted. So the past year, yeah, people showed me some hate, some hate, some hate, some jealousy, some envy, some, you know, mm, giving a sign, I'm talking a shit, you know, but they ain't, they ain't really doing nothing, so I ain't really, I wasn't really sweating nothing. I wasn't sweating them, homes. I was having a good motherfucker time, but these bitches wouldn't go no motherfucking way, okay? And I feel like when I say bitches, I mean the motherfucking devil, okay? And I'm really familiar with this motherfucker because this motherfucker came back, is coming back for me. I remember this motherfucker came came for me when I when I was every every milestone that I had in my life, same goddamn devil, same motherfucking energy, different faces though. <laughs> That's the crazy thing, different faces, same energy, same energy, right? But I'm better and I'm smarter now and I'm wiser. I'm wiser. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, okay. <sighs> Man, friendships. Man, friendships is something else. You know, I, I really love my friends. And I love my family. I love everyone, really. I love the turtle that crossed the street earlier today. I love the cashier at Wawa. I wish everyone the best. Like, I'm such a big loving person, right? And when I really hold you close to me, it's like almost nothing I would do for you, right? 
But a long time ago, I ended up realizing that I cannot function in that way. That way is not healthy for me because I'm the type of person that I would end up having nothing at all and any no one to call on to. Like I would give, 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 give until I have absolutely nothing. I would feel really great about giving, giving, giving. And then I turn around and I'm in an empty home. No furniture, no food, no water, nothing because I didn't gave everything away. So like I said, the past year, I've learned a little bit about boundaries and how to set them and what to do about them. And my boundaries have definitely upset people, um, made people hate me or not like me and all these different things. But yeah, so I don't want to go down a rabbit hole or repeating myself with that. So basically, I want to talk about narcissism and narcissistic behavior and friendships. Um, I feel like people talk about them in relationships all the time, but they're definitely within friendships. Um, narcissistic behavior is the inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others, envious of others, and believe others are envious of them. They behave in an arrogant and haughty manner. They have excessive erotic interest in their own self. And with their friends, they have high expectations of their friends. They see others as pawns. And this is very true. So what I find myself throughout the years is battling with narcissistic behavior as people. Um, I'm definitely what you would call an empath. So me being an empath, I feel others' emotions. I struggle with boundaries. I'm very sensitive. And I'm more likely to recognize emotions earlier than other people and rate their emotions as more intense. So if you lost your mother, I take on that, you know, emotion of you being sad or grieving. And I just, I feel it. I really feel sad and I feel emotional and all this other stuff. But what I'm noticing or what I have noticed in the past year is that there's a lot of people that were around me that literally did not give a fuck about what the fuck I was going through or what the fuck I was battling or anything. They did not take in consideration of any motherfucking thing in my motherfucking life. And their excuse was, well, you seem happy. You seem like you have everything put together. You seem like you're okay. Not knowing that I was battling certain things in my life, even though I showed up and I showed the fuck out. I still had shit going on in my motherfucking life. You know, I had things that I was praying on, that I was battling, that I was going through, that people, I didn't make a Facebook post about it. I didn't make a motherfucking reel on Instagram about it. I didn't say any goddamn thing to anyone about it. Every now and then, you know, I would tell people like, look, today's not a good day for me. I can't show up. Or I don't want to come because today's not a good day for me. I have to prioritize certain things in order for me to be able to show up as my best self. I believe in showing up as your best self or don't show up at all. You know, I don't like showing up with bad energy or 
negativity on my spirit or my soul. I don't like that. So I like to make sure that I'm cleansed and clean before I show up. I like to deal with my problems separately. I don't like to drag people down and on with my own motherfucking problems. Like I just don't like doing it. It's not fun. It's not cute. I don't want people to feel what I feel, any hurt that I feel or pain that I feel. So a lot of times I stay to myself when I'm going through my worst situations. And what I've noticed is that um, some people were able to identify that and reach out to me and ask me if I was okay. Are you all right? Is everything all right? And I'm like, damn, you actually noticed? And some people didn't notice. But the people that did not notice, what they did was they found a way to try to exploit me or inflict pain on me, whether it was emotional or financial. <laughs> so we about to get into the tea now, boo-boo. Let me take my motherfucking shot, okay? Because I already took a couple shots, but right now I'm about to take another shot because I'm about to get into the tea. And I'm going to show I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck just happened to me recently. Mm. Ooh. It's happy hour somewhere. If you can't take a shot, take a shot of water, take a shot of coffee, take a shot of whatever the fuck you want to take a shot of. Me, I took a shot of some tequila. Mm. Okay, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Okay. So I'm not going to say any names, but a friend of mine that we've been friends since fifth grade and... Um, there's been some distance throughout the years, you know, we're moving and, you know, us being people, you know, fluent people, people, when you're a human being, you're fluent. So you're going through different things at different times, you know? So I never looked at her as not as a friend, like, you know, I'm just like, look, people go through shit, things change, things don't change, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, the love and respect is still there. At least that's what I thought no matter what. And that's how I carry myself when I deal with people and friends. Like you never violated me. I never violated you. We good money. You know what I mean? That's how I think about it. But sometimes people have expectations of you as a friend. They feel like you are supposed to do certain things at certain times when they want it, when they need it, how they want it and how the fuck they need it. And if you don't, you're not a motherfucking friend. And I feel like that is very narcissistic of people. That's narcissistic behavior if you want to fact check me on that look it up okay narcissistic um behave behavior in, in friendships has high expectations of their friends they use their friends as pawns okay let that soak in let that soak in think about it okay so anyway so this girl um so like I said for the past year I've been doing my thing traveling and stuff and a few of my friends have hit me up and was like, oh, I'm trying to get like you. I want to be like you. I want to travel. I want to do this. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy my life. And I think that anything that I can do, anybody can do. <laughs> Let me make that perfectly clear. Anything that I can do, anybody can do. There's nothing in this world, no place in this world that you can't actually touch. Okay. Or do. If you could see it, if you could feel it, if you could smell it, you can obtain it, okay? That's what I strongly believe in. I don't think that any of us are better than anyone else. But what do you need a village for? What are friends for? What are people for? So 
me, I was like, you know what? Since I know a little bit of something about something, I'm going to share it with my friends. I'm going to share it with my family. You know, this is what I do. I, 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 I've been traveling on a budget. I'm not rich. I don't have a lot of money, but I save up my money. I prioritize. I stop getting my nails done. I stop getting my hair done. So the money that I spent on my hair and my nails, I saved through, throughout the months or whatever. And then I also um, turned off my cable, cable, like this cable bundle I have. I just turned that all off and just did Wi-Fi. So I'm saving some money. So that money that I'm saving, I'm using that to go travel. And what I do is I go on different websites and I price check for different flights. I try to get the cheapest deal, no matter what. Cheapest flight, cheapest stay, cheapest excursions, all that. So that's what I've been doing. So I told my friends, um, like friends and family, a bunch of people. I probably invited like 30 people to come with me on this trip to ATL. Georgia, Georgia. And... um. Some people said, yeah. Some people said, no. Some people said, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So I'm like, look, either way, I already booked my motherfucking ticket. And if y'all want to come, y'all more than welcome to come. We'll have a good time. Every time I go to Atlanta, I have a great time. I've been to Atlanta in the past year, like four times. And I love Atlanta. Like I think about moving back all the time. If, if you're a frequent listener, you know, I talk about Atlanta a lot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I invited a few people. Some people said that they were going to go. So it got down to four people that actually put money into going on this trip. So the four people who put the money going to the trip, they had gave me their money for the actual flight. And I booked their flights for a, a low price like um, because they wasn't sure on how to book a flight. So basically I booked the flight to where we're all bo- we're all sitting together on the same flight, same times. And also um you know it was a decent price or whatever. So I did all of that. I even fronted some money and I was like, "Okay, you you guys can pay me back and all this other stuff." And everyone paid me back. Everyone did what they were supposed to do. I told them the terms and the options and all that stuff. I sent all the confirmation information to their individual email so everybody had um the complete control over the tickets that they purchased I was just the person or the entity in the middle to make that connection that's it so then when it came down to rooming we decided to go with the Airbnb since it was four of us instead of getting a hotel um it just made sense to get an Airbnb so the Airbnbs that I thought of or wanted to get some people didn't like because they didn't want to share rooms, right? So I'm like, okay, nobody wants to share rooms. Look, let me tell you this. If you can find something better than what the fuck I'm finding, let me know. But if not, I'm going to book something. And if you guys want to go, you're just going to have to pay. F- we're going to have to split the price of what the fuck I find. I'm a mother. I work. I have a lot going on. I don't have that much time or energy to sit here and try to keep searching and looking for something that is hard to find. Because what you're asking for or what you want is like a very big luxury, right? And you have to have the money for that. So if you're not willing to sit here and pay 
almost a thousand dollars a night to stay in a big ass house where everybody can have their own bedroom then you're barking up the wrong motherfucking tree but if you're balling on a budget like i am then you're gonna have to share you're gonna have to accommodate you're gonna have to be motherfucking humble okay that's just the way it is like there's Anybody that travels frequently and like me, I travel frequently. I'm trying to go somewhere every month or every other month. Like, period. I don't give a fuck where I as long as I have a good motherfucking time. And I feel like some people who don't travel like that, they don't understand that dynamic quite yet until they get into the consistency of traveling, right? Because honestly, I wouldn't have understand that if I'd never been anywhere. But whatever, it's passable. So... A friend of mine's that I was friends with since fifth grade, you know, like I said, we had our distances and stuff. But nevertheless, for the past few years, like I want to say three or four years, we have been pretty consistent with hanging out, chilling and yada, yada, yada. My friends became her friends and we just all been having a good time doing like Friendsgiving, doing birthday parties, doing Christmas, doing different things together, which has been working out for me. And I felt like working out for her. I felt like things were good. I felt like I had a friend in this person like I'm like oh my god I love her she's so cute she's so funny she's this that and the third like it was just so much positive stuff that I had to say now disclaimer there were people even some of her family members which is absolutely crazy um they were telling me like be careful with her be careful with her and I'm like why do you say that and the thing about it was like we me and her talked about it And she said, oh, they only treat me this way because this, that, and the third. Or this person only feels that way because this, that, and the third. And then she shared a couple stories with me about how things went wrong. And she was like, oh, I was wrong. And, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So I gave her the benefit of the doubt of being, like, a good person at heart. And I didn't judge her based on what other people had to say about her or anything like that. I still stay solid on my friendship with her and everything throughout the years. So... Anyway, so it comes down to this trip. So she finds an Airbnb that she feels like is suitable or comfortable for her, right? So I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to be out. I'm trying to drink. I'm trying to have a good time. If I sleep on the motherfucking couch, I don't care. But honestly, I'd rather sleep in a fucking bed. So if I'm going to be paying some motherfucking money, I'd rather, as long as I have a side or a half of the motherfucking bed, I'm okay with that. I don't care. So she finds an Airbnb. The Airbnb wasn't exactly what she said she wanted it was actually kind of like the same airbnb that i had found it was just something she found and she wanted to it was actually the same exact thing really tell you but she wanted to have her own room and all this other stuff and she wanted the master bedroom and i felt like it's all good and dandy if everybody's okay with that but some some of us are still going to have to share like you looking for the airbnb did not eliminate the fact that people will still have to share a room. So I don't think that you should get the biggest room, which is the master bedroom, if you're not trying to share. So she goes, okay, um, whatever. I still, like, she didn't even, like, really address, like, you know, her intents at that point. She just kind of dismissed it. So... After that, like, I don't know where, like, the communication or things went wrong, 
But I was trying to discuss transportation. So I was like, okay, so honestly, I really don't care where I sleep or how that works. I long as I have somewhere to sleep, right? Like I'm not I don't I'm not pressed about being naked in front of my friends. I'm not pressed about sleeping with any of my friends in the same bed. Like I don't give a fuck because bitch, when I lay my head down, I'm going the fuck to sleep. And that's just that. There's no you know, nothing. Because once I'm done, I'm done, baby. I ain't waking up until I wake up. And that's that. Um, but transportation was something that I was worried about because I know how Atlanta is. Atlanta is just huge. Like, ooh, it's a lot of driving, a lot of riding. So I'm like, do y'all want to um, Uber everywhere or do y'all want to get a rental? Like, all of us go in on a rental. <sighs> Nobody wanted to get a rental, so I decided to get a rental. So when I said that I wanted to get a rental, um, everybody was like, well, not everybody, but this individual was like, oh, no, we splitting up. Okay, hold on. Pause. So I was asking what when we land in Atlanta, what did y'all want to do? Because she had laid the bomb on me about her sister coming. So now her sister's coming out of nowhere and she's supposed to be sharing a room with her sister and all this other stuff. And her sister was going to pick her up and drive her around and all this other stuff in Atlanta. So that's why she didn't want to get a rental or anything like that. And she wouldn't have to Uber anywhere because her sister was going to be there. And her sister's from out there. So she has a car. So I'm just like, okay, um, that's your sister? Like, that's not my sister. And honestly, me, I don't like depending on people to get me around from A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, I know that driving in Atlanta is very exhausting with the traffic and the way things are to the point where I know that it could be a big burden for somebody to be responsible to drive a group of girls around. So I still want to get my rental. So I told them, like, look, it's okay. You guys can go check in to the Airbnb or go, you know, your way because I got to wait for a rental. And I know for a fact waiting for a rental in Atlanta takes hours, like literally hours. <laughs> like if anybody knows what the fuck I'm talking about, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. So at that point, she felt some type of way. So she decided to tell me to cancel her flight. And she canceled the reservations for the Airbnb because she had got the Airbnb. Mind you, we split the Airbnb and we sent her the money for the Airbnb via Cash App. Um, so she said in a message before she left that she wants me to cancel her flight. And she also said that um, she's going to cancel the Airbnb. Boom. And then she leaves. So I called her a couple of times. She didn't answer. Um, I texted her to see what was going on. She didn't reply. Little did I know she was talking to some one of my friends about the situation. My friend said, oh, she keep calling me. She called me. And I'm like, why is she calling you but not answering me when I invited her on the trip and I invited all of y'all on this trip and y'all are my friends and she wouldn't know any of y'all or really ever been hanging out with any of y'all if it wasn't for me. Like I'm the medium that put everyone together. So... I just thought that was weird and a red flag from the beginning, from the motherfucking door. So I'm like, okay, so she's calling you, but she won't answer my phone call. That is weird. So she gets on the phone with her and she decides to talk about me. She decides to talk about the situation and how she feels and yada, yada, yada. 
she does reply, end up replying to my text message saying that she doesn't want to go and she canceled the reservations and y'all do what y'all want to do and y'all have fun. Bye. Peace. So I'm like, girl, did you forget that we gave you money for the Airbnb? I think you fucking forgot that part because um, it's all good and dandy you don't want to go. And it's also good and dandy that you canceled the reservations, but we're going to need our money back, right? She said, well, the money is non-refundable, so I can't give you your money back. And I said, okay, well, you're just going to have to hand over the confirmation information so I can switch the Airbnb to my name. She said, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. There's no options to do that. So I'm like, okay, well, let me reach out to the host. Reach out to the host. I reached out to Airbnb support and they said they could switch everything over. They just need the confirmation code. She never sent me the confirmation code. Mind you, I am rightfully deserving of the confirmation code because of the simple fact that I paid for the Airbnb just like everyone else. Everybody that put their portion into the Airbnb is supposed to get the confirmation of the Airbnb. Okay? She would not give it to me. She w- she refused to give me any information about the Airbnb. And I'm just like, this is weird, right? She tells me she doesn't feel any type of way towards me or anything. She just doesn't want to go. But at the same time, you don't want to give me the confirmation code or any information about the Airbnb so I can switch the Airbnb over to my name and get your name off of it. On top of that, my little sister wants to go on a trip so I can have my sister pay your portion for the Airbnb and you can get your money back. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to work with her on things. She was very um, non-responsive. Like her responses were hours at a time. Like, and she wasn't, it wasn't like we were actively texting each other back and forth. It was more so like I would text her and then a couple hours later she would respond and then I would respond right away. And then a few hours later, three, four hours later, she would respond. It was even to the point like she decided to respond the next day and stuff like that. She was very dismissive and not attentive to the actual conversation at hand. Mind you, this was about um, 10 days before the actual vacation. And I'm just like, bro, we need to get this figured out before we go on this, like before it's too late because... Motherfuckers put vacation times in. Motherfuckers already bought their tickets. Motherfuckers done bought their clothes, got their hair done, got their nails done for this trip. It's too late in the game for you to try to pull this shit, for one. And for two, you either going to give us the confirmation code or you're going to give us our money back. Like, either or. Like, you can't just take people's money and do what the fuck you want to do with it. Like, that shit's weird to me. So, she was like, oh, I have every right to cancel the Airbnb because the Airbnb was bought on my card. I said, girl, it's a card. You ain't the only one with a motherfucking card. If I would have known that you were going to pull that shit or this shit, I would have never let you book anything on your card. <laughs> like ever. I would. I thought you were better than that. And I thought we were better than that. This is absolutely ghetto in my opinion. 
Like, how? who does that? Because you don't want to go on a trip. You don't want to give up a confirmation code. You don't want to switch information over to anybody else's name. And you don't want to give anybody their money back. She told me, well, there's nothing I could do. I canceled it. Okay. Well, you're going to have to give me my money, honey, or I'm going to have to take you to court. So she's like, okay, whatever. My sister reached out to her. A couple other people reached out to her to try to call talk common sense in them. This discussion lasts over three days. So I'm like, okay. When she texts me one morning saying, the only way I'll give you the confirmation code is if you pay me 600 and something dollars. And then she went into explanation of why I owe her $600. She had gave one of the girls that went on a trip their portion of the money bag. And she wanted me to pay her for that. She wanted me to also pay for her sister. She also wanted me to pay for her flight and her rooming. So it all came to like $600. And I said, you're absolutely fucking crazy. You're crazy as hell. And one thing for sure, I don't trust you with no motherfucking funds. Even if everything was cool, smooth, and like it was a clear understanding or um, reasonable agreement, I still don't trust you with finances that if I give you money, you're going to actually give me the confirmation code. So you think I'm going to, the money that you already have of mine's give you more on top of that. You're absolutely out your mind. I said, we can meet up and we can do something different, which is my sister pay your portion since you don't want to go and you can give me the confirmation code. She said, no, I need the money now or you're not getting it. I said, listen, we could either meet up I don't care where the fuck we meet up at. We can meet at your house. We can meet at Walmart. We can meet at the motherfucking police station. Honestly, I'd rather meet at the police station because at this point, I feel like you're trying me. And I might whoop your ass. And I don't want to do that shit. I don't ever want to put my hands on somebody. And I don't ever want nobody to put their hands on me. Like, I really don't want to do that shit. I really don't. Because I'm scared of what the fuck is going to happen. And I had too much love and respect for you as an individual to molly rock your ass and drag your ass across the motherfucking sea and street. Okay? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So if you want to meet up at the police station, be my motherfucking guest and meet me at the police station so I can get my motherfucking money or we can get this shit handled, bitch. And as far as I'm concerned, we ain't fucking friends. Like... At all. Because any friend of mine would never do no shit like this. She was trying to act like I owe her something or I did something wrong to her because she didn't want to go on a trip anymore. There's no problem with you not wanting to go on a trip, boo-boo. Nobody's going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. But what you're not going to do is take my money and do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. That's called theft. Okay? That's called scamming. All right? Yeah. And little do she know, I could have took her to municipal court for stealing from me. But instead, I took her to civil court. So after that altercation where we were talking about going to the police station, I felt like she was being real petty, petty and egging shit on to the point where, like, I might lose myself and drive to, you know, her house and, you know, you know. And I really didn't want to do that. So I decided to block her. And the next morning, I decided to go to the courthouse and file for a lawsuit. Civil service lawsuit. Whatever. Who wants to do that? Nobody wants to fucking do that. But I feel like for three days for this shit going back and forth and we two grown ass, grown ass women with children, bills and jobs and responsibilities and supposed to have been friends. We could have been like 
discussed this shit and got this shit out the way. Like, this shit's petty. This shit is dumb. Like, real dumb. It's not like anybody really did anything to anybody. It was just more so you were feeling some type of way about me getting a rental or something. I don't even know what the fuck you felt some type of way about because you never even told me. But what you did do was get on the phone and talk to my friend about me talking about how you felt like I was rude and I was disrespectful where you can't even really say how I was rude and I was disrespectful. I don't even know what to tell you. The only thing that I told you was that we needed house rules. We had to respect the house. And as far as anybody getting their own room, we have to consider sharing. And whoever shares have to, I, I would think, get the biggest room because it's only right. Like, why should people who are sharing get the smallest room? That doesn't make sense. You think you're supposed to get your way because of what? Like, and if you think that's rude and disrespectful, so be it. So be it. So anyway, I decided to block her because I'm not about to go back and forth with this girl. You're not about to have fuck up my day. I'm not about to have a bad day because you're dumb, like because you are ignorant. Um, so filed the court. We had court today, actually, and I won whatever. She's supposed to give me my money by the end of the month. Great. Dandy. But the funny thing about being in court, she tried to say that I was money hungry and I needed money. Bitch, get run me my motherfucking money. She tried to talk about the flight and everything. Mind you, she told me to cancel her flight. I have the text messages and the proof that she told me to cancel her fucking flight. Bitch, at the end of the day, even if I did or did not cancel the flight, there's nothing that I could have gained from your fucking flight that was in your fucking name, under your fucking address, under your fucking email address, under your fucking phone number. What the fuck do you think I was going to gain from that shit? Like, let's be logical here. Seriously, it was your fucking flight. You told me to cancel because you didn't want to go anymore. So you're telling you're in court saying that I owe you that money because you wanted to cancel your own fucking flight. The nigga, yo, the dude that was sitting here uh, moderating the the thing or whatever, he was like laughing. He was ready to fucking laugh because the shit did not make sense. Like, how could you say you don't want to go somewhere and try to make somebody pay for the fact that you don't want to go somewhere? Make it make sense. You could have still went. You could have still did whatever the fuck you wanted to do. It was your decision not to use the fuck what you had to use. That's your decision, not mine. So why the fuck do you think you're supposed to keep my money? Mind you, I found out today she gave everybody that was involved their money back but me. But me. I'm the only person that she didn't give her money back to. Why is that? She's saying because she feels like I owe her money for her flight that I canceled. Mind you, mind you, when you cancel a flight, not all the time would you get all your money back and a credit so there was a cancellation fee. So she did get some of her money back, but she didn't get all of it back. That's not my motherfucking problem, though. I didn't tell you to cancel your flight. I didn't tell you not to go on a trip. I didn't do any of that. You asked me to cancel your, your like, make it make sense, honey. So she in, in court trying to make it seem like I'm this fucked up bad person because I'm at. She was like. Who takes somebody to court for a couple hundred dollars? Like, who does that? That's a little bit of money. Bitch, you live in a project. Shut the fuck up with your Section 8 hub housing. The fuck? 
If it's such little money, why you ain't give me my shit back? <laughs> it's the motherfucking principal, bitch. You don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about what I'm going through. You don't know anything about my money. You did not consider anything about me. You only thought about yourself. You were being completely selfish when you decide to make the decisions that you made. Bitch, you're not my friend. And even if you thought you was my friend, I don't want motherfucking friends like that. I don't want motherfucking friends that use you as a motherfucker pawn, have these expectations, unrealistic expectations at that. And then you have only the interest of your own self. The fuck? Who does that? Everything that I've done and that led up to this point had nothing and everything to do with everybody at the same time. Like, it wasn't just about me. Because if it was just about me, I could have did shit way differently. Way differently. I didn't have to talk to y'all about nothing. I could have been like, I see y'all when I see y'all. I meet y'all when I meet y'all. You know what I mean? I could have moved any old kind of way. But I decided to talk to y'all about every little thing and consider everybody. The only reason why the Airbnb was booked on your motherfucking card is because of the consideration of you wanting your own room. But you failed to find an Airbnb to where everybody can get their own room and nobody had to share. That's what you felt. But even still, with you not getting the proper Airbnb that you wanted, you could have still got your own room. You just couldn't get the master bedroom because why should people that has to share get the smallest fucking Airbnb? That doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. Please make it make sense. Please. So then, okay, so we came to an agreement that she was going to pay me in full, right? So then she was like, oh, never. No, 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 no. I don't think I should pay her full because I gave her money for my flight. The guy's like, your flight has nothing to do with the Airbnb. This is two separate things. Like you canceled your you wanted to cancel your flight. OK, cool. But you think you should take somebody's money because you want to cancel your flight. On top of it all, she gave everybody their money back. But me, but me, mind you. I'm her friend. I'm supposed to be her fucking friend. Like, that is mind-blowing to me. Like, why? I'm like, girl, I need you to get the fuck... I need this shit to be over with and get the fuck about the way and stop dealing with you. And I'm so glad you revealed yourself. I'm so glad, baby. Because <laughs> this goes back to my prayers. This goes back to God. And basically, he said to me that... There's people in your life that's not going to go to go with you to your next season that is not supposed to be in your next level, baby. And I'm, I have to show you and whether you want to learn it the easy way or the hard way, you're going to learn today. And I learned today more than any other motherfucking day, even the day that this shit broke out. I really wasn't even sure all the way because I was so surprised and confused and thrown off by the situation in general. I I wasn't sure like I was just puzzled on the situation today in court when she said that I was money hungry and I just needed money or some shit like that I was like oh this bitch is definitely the motherfucking devil this bitch is delusional she's retarded she's psychotic and I don't need no bitch like this around me motherfucker I'm trying to really get somewhere in life and a bitch like you definitely don't need to be nowhere around me because I'm the type of bitch when my when I get up my friends is coming with me bitch hello I'm the type of friend if I'm up I'm like yo come through either you get your own flight or um 
or not you know what I mean I'm the type of friend like everything on me or I'm the type of friend like I'll meet you halfway with it because I want you to come through and celebrate the situation with me I want you to come through and 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 be around me I need my peoples I need my good energy ass friends and shit like that that's what I want around me when whenever I go anywhere I go and I feel like God knows that about me God knows that I will share everything that I have in my life with the people I love and that is around me and I feel like he showed me with this situation that who's for me and who's against me and who's not with me I think it's funny how you just gave everybody their fucking money back but me I never did nothing to this bitch. I always opened my door, always answered my phone, came through when I could come through. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason. And then she kept saying, it's nothing personal. I don't feel no type of way towards her. Bitch, you're a gaslighter. Like, you're really trying to manipulate the situation like it's nothing personal. It was funny. The guy that was moderating the situation was like, it is personal. It's every, everything to do with being personal. She, he was like, I don't know if you're friends or fan friendly. And his funny thing is, is like, we've been friends for so long that this, this shit is happening right now. It's that motherfucking stupid. But I, I'm grateful for the situation. I'm fine. First of all, I did win. Hey, but I was a little sad. I was a little heated. I was a little shaken by the whole situation because I value my friendships. I, I really do. Like, I care about people. Um, and I love them dearly and I want to see everyone win and I want to see people do good and I want people to be happy. I want people to enjoy their lives. All that shit, life is too short. You know what I mean? So I'm not with none of the negativity or bad shit. Like I don't do foul things to people and I don't want that shit done to me ever. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I don't care if you think my shit smell like strawberries. I don't care if you think my pussy tastes like water. I don't give a fuck what you think it is. Don't ever disrespect me or do me foul. Like don't do that shit to me. I don't care. So, you know, so stuff like this, situations like this make me feel like being a nice person is weak. Like, I shouldn't be a nice person. I shouldn't be a good person to people. But this, after today, what showed me was that I could still be a good person. I could still be a nice person. I just have to be careful who I be good to, who I be nice to. You know what I mean? Because some people envy that shit. Some people hate that shit. Some people don't, you know what I mean, know how to appreciate or reciprocate or none of that. They just fucking do you dirty, you know, try to do you dirty. Anyway, the bitch thought she did me dirty. She thought she was going to hurt me. Oh, and the killer is she never even canceled a motherfucking Airbnb. Airbnb. She kept the Airbnb. So she lied about canceling the Airbnb. She fucking lied, Okay. All that shit was revealed today. And I have no regrets on going to court because even when we was at court, she was trying to switch shit up and, and turn this way and turn that way. And the guy was like, yo, you keep on switching up. Like, pick a side. Like, what you going with? What you trying to do? Whatever. And I said, you know what? This is exactly why I went to court with this shit. You want to sit here and say I'm money hungry or I need money. No, I went to court, civil court, for this little ass bit of money because... You can't come to an agreement. You can't pick a motherfucking side. You don't know if you want to be the good friend or the bad friend. You don't even know who the fuck you are at this point. And I don't need no bitches like that in my motherfucking life. So, with that being said, I just want to leave y'all with this, this little quote. Um, you will never get the truth out of a narcissist. The closest you will ever come is to a story is that either that either makes them the victim or hero 
but never the villain. Never the fucking villain. When you're dealing with a narcissist, you would never get the fucking truth. They're either the victim or the hero, but never the villain. Also, I want to say, um, don't change being a nice person. I was so close to not, you know, I'm, I'm you know, we, we battle this everything. They think that nice people just, just is so good. Like we just okay all the time. Motherfucker, this shit is hard. Okay. You think I want to be nice to people all the fucking time? Sometimes like your days be really, really hard and you be really, really going through things. Um, I just want to say that it's not easy being good. <laughs> it really isn't. And you shouldn't take good people or nice people for granted. You should really cherish them because those people are probably people like me or those type of people are the strongest people in this world because a lot of people give in to the dumb shit and they become fucked up and they become cruel ass people and they don't love themselves or anyone around them. But at the end of the day, no matter what I've been through, I still find love in my heart for people. I still find love in my heart for myself. So no, I'm not going to change being a nice person. I'm going to just change being who I'm nice to. And that's word. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I was long-winded, but I needed to let that off my chest and I feel fucking good. Y'all have a great weekend. Love you. Peace.